Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock, and all this month, we are talking about the magic of marketing. You know, that magical marketing dust that we just sprinkle over our businesses. We have clients fall at our door and throw money at us or not exactly. <laughs> and so all of my guests this month are talking about marketing from many different perspectives to not only you know help us understand what we can and should be doing to better maximize our marketing, but you know really how they specialize in this field. And my guest and I, we just actually uh, could have probably talked all day before we even started taping about traveling around the world, but he's going to have a lot to talk about with us, especially I think I'm going to pick his brain on SEO because we were just talking about how most of us don't understand it. So here we go. John Vong is a seasoned sales professional and internet marketer with an exceptional track record of helping companies grow their clientele and their profits, which we know is very, very important. You can grow all you want until you grow profitably. It doesn't mean a lot. Through 15 years of experience with working with CEOs, business owners, marketing leader, and at some of Canada's most successful corporations, He's developed a deep understanding of local marketing dynamics, which is really very, very important, and even more important, consumer behavior. He has an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, can't even talk today, and experience with working with more than 5,000 local businesses, and it inspired him to start his own company called Local SEO Search in 2013. Now, just because we were talking about this before, I think this is a really interesting just note about him personally. His parents were among the last of the boat people refugees who immigrated from South Vietnam in 1980. Now, John was born a few months later, so he might not remember the journey. <laughs> and like many newcomers, his family persevered through difficult times and relied upon the help from various community organizations, including Salvation Army and Canada Employment Center. And uh, all of this has helped him not only embrace the value of hard work, but he knows that challenges just seek to make you better. So John, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks a lot for the intro, Michael. I'm excited to be on your show today and hopefully give your audience members some insights and valuable tips on SEO and how ah. to drive business. I can't wait, especially since my team is like, we need to make sure that, you know, how you write your podcast notes is more SEO focused. I'm like, you better tell me what to do because I can't do it on my own. <laughs> so John, tell us a little bit more about you, your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so eight years ago, so like you mentioned, 2013 is when I started this agency called Local SEO Search. Um, Prior to starting the business, um, I didn't really have a lot of technical SEO background or experience. I was doing advertising sales, and um, that was pretty much what I've learned in 10 years uh, mm -hmm. prior to starting. And I focused on traditional advertising sales, like newspaper, flyers, directory, as well as affiliate online, which was more the performance-based CPM 
uh, impressions, clicks, email funnels, advertising online. And then I moved to more working at Yellow Pages. So I, I was there for five years and that's where I learned a lot about what I enjoy doing, right? Mm. Uh, I learned a lot about how business owners actually um, operated, what was important to them, what cultivated them to do what they do and love and how passionate they became. And it was all really focused on community, all focused on local and really helping do good um, as civilians in a community, right? They're helping one another. Um, and yes, that's the pretty much the backbone of every economy, right? Like 90% of every business, uh, every community is localized yeah. in nature. And yes, there's one or two major companies online, like Amazon's, Walmart's, the Costco's in the world, and they dominate the amount of revenue, amount of money that's actually spent in the economy. Yeah. But there's a lot of mom and pop family run businesses that rely on people like me and you and all the audience members to really support them because they have uh, a duty to take care of not just their family, but their community. And that's what's resonated with me when I first started this company, because um, working with thousands of these business owners, I had a really good grasp as to who I wanted to help and serve, but also understood what their needs and challenges were at that time. Mm. And mm -hmm. As you know, Yellow Pages was a printed directory of phone, num uh, phone numbers delivered free to every single business home and office and workplace. And users changed their behaviors over the last couple of years based on technology changes. Uh, smartphones, internet, Google, um, people have shifted the way they search and seek businesses. And what I wanted to do was help the business owners, the local ones, to uh, be more visible digitally and allow for them to generate some additional revenue and get more of a footprint online to cultivate more lead sales, revenue and profit. So that's why I did. I, I understood there was a gap in the marketplace and I filled it without knowing anything about SEO. <laughs> so eight years in, uh, I've learned a lot. I now have an agency. I've grown it to uh, quite a few staff and a lot of pillars and I really focus on just SEO, not paid ad, not affiliate online and all these other you know, social media, video, podcasts, all this stuff. I really want to help businesses become experts or thought leaders on search, which is primarily Google, because that's where 80, 90% of the traffic resides. Uh, if more and more people are using Google as their main search tool and function, very similar to how Yellow Pages dominated the world for years and decades and generations. Yeah. Now Google is it. And um, there's a lot of social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but they play a different role altogether. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to understand what Google provides as a search engine, and you need to be there when people are ready to buy, understanding that journey behavior of your ideal customer, and then match it with either content or your website to then position yourself as that thought leader. You know, as you were talking, I had this flashback um, of, you know, really the annual decision on, on your yellow page ad. And there's probably people listening that like, are what, what is the yellow pages? You know, there, there's a whole generation now that will never know what the yellow pages were, but it was a huge, it was actually always, um, for the companies that I worked for at that time, 
uh, and my own companies that I owned along the way, it was always my number one uh, um, cost for advertising in the year was that yellow page ad because, you know, you were trying to beat your competition. You had to have bigger space, you know, you know, do you do a quarter page? Do you do a half page? Do you do a full page? And it was quite a decision. And, you know, at that time, you know, yellow pages were, you know, depending on the city you were in could be, you know, massive. In fact, I think when I was in Seattle, we had, you know, you had a separate yellow page book and a separate white page, you know, uh, book with everybody's individual phone number listing. And um, now it's interesting to me that we still get them uh, delivered to my house in Philadelphia. And, you know, and they're only, you know, a couple inches anymore. But the, the thing is, I feel so bad because every time I get it off my porch and it goes right into the recycling bin, I, you know, I take it out of the plastic bag if they have it in there and I put it right in there because it doesn't have, it doesn't have any importance anymore. But uh, the decision I think for people to, to uh, make a digital presence and try and maximize their CEO is very daunting for small business owners, because at least in the yellow page years, you knew your biggest decision was, you know, what's the gamble. And when they start having color in the yellow pages ad, you're like, wow, <laughs> it's like amazing. A full color, yellow, full page, yellow page ad was very, very costly, but you knew what you were getting and you felt like you knew what you were doing. So, you know, with some of these businesses that you work with, how do you help them really, you know, um, not just, you know, get it done and have, you know, have, have, uh, find their place in the digital space, but be comfortable with it or start to feel like they, that they know a little bit about what's happening. I think the the biggest challenge for a lot of business owners are, um, technology has sped up the pace of change mm -hmm. and there's always something new. And so people are always jumping to find the fastest, greatest, most affordable, most, um, best return on investment, most profitable solution, right? Mm -hmm. But if you stick with your roots and your guts and understanding what worked traditionally and what works today, um, I know there's a lot of different choice. Like when I was doing traditional newspaper, flyer, magazines, trade shows, radio, television, all these are traditional media plays. There were places at that time for those advertisers to get in front of that ideal audience right with mm -hmm. message to convert and they kind of got replaced with social media today so there's linkedin twitter instagram facebook and even like google ads right you're yeah. trying to interrupt people's frame of mind and hopefully with that compelling uh image or call to action or trigger a hook to get them to at least read what you have to offer and then go to a website or call you for more information. So it's always disrupting their frame of mind and thought, right? That's what advertising is. But when it came to yellow pages, you knew for a fact that whoever was important, who was serious as a business owner that took care of, you know, looking for that product or service that you were seeking out, that was there every once a year, it was updated. So they were current, they were experienced, they knew how to run a business yeah. and they had everything in line. Fast forward, you know, 10 years ago, Google kind of took off and now it's more Google replaced what Yellow Pages was. Yeah. And nothing has changed since. Like still there's a lot of different ways. You know, you probably heard of email funnels, landing pages, all these different ways yeah. to attract clients and cultivate leads. 
well, if majority of the people are still searching for you, searching for a product and service, all they want is to match their search query with an answer or with someone that they feel would be a good fit for you at that time. Right. And if you take and understand the basics of how Yellow Pages operate and then how Google now operates, you want to be one of the, the choices and let the users decide who they want to vet and pick. And there's ways to, you know, pay for ads at the top of Google, mm-hmm. but majority of the search results and clicks happen on the map and below the map. Right. Because they feel that these business owners earn their way. And that's you and me and yes. majority of the people, they don't click on the ads for the sole purpose of someone paid to get there. Right. They know better. They know more. It's similar to like newspaper and flyers. Why do you not pick up the newspaper and read and call someone on a flyer ad? It's because you knew someone's paying and interrupting you. And maybe at the time, if you don't know, if you're new as a renter or if you're new in the neighborhood, yes, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are more savvy because of internet Mm -hmm. technology, you're going to vet them. You're going to check out the reviews. You're going to check out all their assets online to make sure that it's an informed decision that you're making especially when it's a larger ticket kind of purchase or service that you're looking for. Um, So a lot of people have to understand, like just pivoting away from how you, your behavior has changed over the last couple of years as a business owner. And if you use certain media outlets, social or Google or email or whatever, right? Um, What that process look like? And say, if that's who your ideal customer is, um, yourself, or if you've been in business for a couple of years now, and you have 10 of your ideal customers, really get to know them, understand who they are and how they look for things, right? How do they search? Who do, where right. do they hang out? Right. What's how their revenue like? And once you have that avatar in place, write a website, write every form content that you're producing on your website and to to try to attack more of those ideal customers. Once you do that and understand their language, understand what their expectations are, what questions you want to answer they're seeking out, and you answer that on your website, then you're going to attract more of those ideal customers. I have and a question for you. Yes, I'm going to definitely. interrupt you because you just came up, you just said something that I don't know if this is right or not, but would it make sense if you know some of those questions to actually have a, you know, almost kind of an FAQ page that matches those exact words? Does that help with how your website might be searched? That's exactly how search engine optimization is about. You're answering a question that the users are seeking out and you want to be the best match for that ideal user. So you should actually be creating a ton of service pages content to answer questions that people are asking. And if you do more of that to to then position yourself as a thought leader, someone that knows what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. that's as basic as you can get with SEO. But what what you have to really do is go into depth, position yourself as an expert and add more layers, add more components, reference out real sources. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of other dimensions that you need to incorporate, but that's the bare bone basics. 
wow. answer questions that people are intending of your ideal customers. So then you are now positioned to be attracting more of those clients that are seeking out your services. That just blew my mind. <laughs> but it's pretty straightforward, right? So that's SEO uh, in you know a snippet, but there's a lot of different dimensions between that. Like there's a lot of development right. SEO strategy because we have to look at what your competitors have done, what's going on in their space, where are you benchmarking, what's the link profile like, what is going on in other assets, what's their reputation like. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot, right? Yeah. And and one person can't do it all. And that's why I formed an agency that just specializes in SEO. You know, it's so funny. I as you were talking, I I had this uh I was, my husband and I yesterday had this discussion and we were talking about our dishwasher and our dishwasher, uh, lately uh, it, you know, it's been getting like a lot of, um, you know, kind of gunk in like the filter, which I didn't even know there was a filter in there. So that tells you, you know, in COVID we've used our dishwasher, all of us, you know, more than ever before dishwashers are like, you know, getting a workout. And my husband said, there's gotta be a better dishwasher detergent that helps with this. And I said, okay, well, I'll take a look at it. I'll order something. So I sat down to search like best dishwasher detergent. And of course you get all the ads and then you get other things that are a little, you know, and eventually you'll get to an article that says, here's the top five comparison of dishwasher detergents or whatever. But I feel like I have to go searching so hard. And I'm like, why can't I just type, type what is the best dishwasher detergent to not have gunk in my filter? <laughs> That's how people are searching, right? They're yep. doing a lot of steps that just went on in your mind and what just happened yesterday, right? Because they are in control and access to information is so easily fast, robust, and it's you know affordable today, right? Like everyone has a computer, smartphone, or yep. access to the internet. So then information is free and now you have to vet to figure out who's legitimately saying the truth, right? right? And who is credible? What sites do you deem credible that is really running your product or service or answering that question? So you want to start positioning yourself as that thought leader, um, which does take a little bit more time. But once you start doing that and you answer all the questions, people are going to come to you as a thought leader. And that's how you get more of the higher quality inbound leads that will convert of your ideal customers. Yeah, I get, I get it. Wow. I'm starting to understand this. <laughs> I think you might've put it finally some, some ways that I can understand. Uh, John, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. 
You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. And we are back with John Vaughn, who is probably going, I can't believe this woman. She actually maybe have learned one thing, but I got it. I think I got it. And I know that now with my team, as they keep talking to me about SEO, I think I'm finally starting to make things click in my brain. Um, but this month uh, with my, I love my, my series uh, topic here, you know, the magic of marketing, because there's a lot of people who really do think that marketing is just kind of, you know, Let's throw some pixie dust on there. Let's see what happens and works and see if it works. But, you know, marketing, as you and I know, takes a lot of effort, concerted focus, some systems, some plannings. So I've asked all my guests to share some top tips, like, you know, how can all of us, any of us um, really maximize our marketing and make some better choices? What are, what are your thoughts on the subject? Yeah, so for me, marketing has always been of interest to me. I'm a digital marketer, but I focus on SEO. And with SEO, I feel like there's a lot of sales going on in the background to convert someone to then take action to click on your website, then to take action to then either fill out a form or call you, right? Mm -hmm. So throughout that whole journey, there's a funnel. And in that buyer journey, there's information gathering stage, like the query that you did was, which dishwasher detergent to, you know, purchase. So that's information query. Then comes navigation, which is like, where do I go? What is the product? Then you're going to source out the brand name, read about the review potentially of what has other people said about it. And then the transaction of actually purchasing it. And then that's the, the flow of how people think, right? right? And there's terms that people would type in throughout the different stages of the buyer journey. And if you hit them with content or information that solves all their questions and problems, you're getting the point of how SEO can really deliver really good, good value for your type of business. Um, but a lot of business owners don't take in the time. They don't really get it. They don't, they don't understand what SEO is. So I try to you know, try to make it as basic as possible to make sure that they realize that it could be a huge benefit to a business owner that doesn't know how to market and advertise or sell their widget, right? Let people who've done it with a good track record come up with a plan or strategy. And you have to not think like you as a business owner, but your buyers, your prospects, your customers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people forget that because they're using terms and, you know, phrases that you, you know, and you think everyone else knows. Yes. But they don't. <laughs> yes. 
And therefore, you have to humanize it to a level where the average customer of yours would type in or search or, you know, try to do these phrase keyword searches, right? Once you figure that out, then there's tools and software for that, by the way. So you don't really need to know it. Um, But I would always say, go get some clients of yours and pick their brain. Talk to them. Really get to know them and get to know how they searched or seek your service product offering out in the first place, what platforms, what forms of content, what were the triggers, and then you just fill in that gap with your website. Right. And I think it's really important. You know, I am learning. In fact, we're going to, we're about to go through like the, the next level iteration of our company website. And it's the first time that I've ever started to approach our website as a lead tool, which is funny. You know, I mean, I've been in sales and marketing my entire career, but I never, you know, it's kind of like you start a business. A lot of people start a business and you think, well, I just have to have a web presence because, you know, that validates you. And it, and it does in a sense. But when I, I was, I've told a couple of people this, uh, you know, when I've done this and I, by the, by the time this episode airs, this, this, this error of mine will be uh, mitigated. But when I first started looking about the data behind my website. And I was so excited by how many people were visiting my website every day. And I was like, oh, look, it's going up and up and up. And then when I realized this is about a month ago and I went in the last year, I've had almost 26,000 people visit my website. I have not captured one of mm-hmm. those leads. <laughs> and now we're mitigating, we're, we're working on it. The solution will be done here soon. But it was like, all of a sudden I went, Oh my gosh, what a loss here. What, like, this is such a stupid thing to do. But when you don't understand those things and you don't understand what brings people to you, and then you don't think about how, you know, what you're doing with people when they get there, you know, it's, it's a little mortifying. And frankly, I'm quite embarrassed. (laughs) I'm just glad I realized it now. (laughs) Yeah. Like marketing plays a huge role in every business and a website should be one of your biggest asset pieces, if not your largest next to your email, uh, you know, list, right? Because you own access to that database. So once you uncover and understand the you know, the significance of your assets and leverage it so that you can then do a sequence on email marketing or understand like if you want to build a community, if you have a book or you have coaching mastermind, anything to really upsell, you have a list and that's where that uh, asset plays. But that website should be a lead magnet where you can give out a free uh, ebook or free something, right? A worksheet or something. And it'll capture some sort of information. And then you have ownership of it. So that allows you to do whatever it is that you want to do. But of course, there's consent. There's a lot of restrictions and different um, guidelines that you need to play. But um, the website is so vital um, for every business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business owners don't understand because they're so, I guess, busy with other aspects of running a business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it really is, uh, you know, it, it came very clear to me, especially 
you know, uh, that in, you know, when we went into COVID lockdown and I, and I had to very quickly pivot our company from being a company that was really based all on me, you know, on me delivering, me getting on an airplane, me going to speak and changing to something that was, uh, you know, multiple income streams and, and more viable and reaching, you know, audiences in different ways. And, um, you know, as I started to step back and say, wow, I've left so much opportunity on the table. I'm so thankful that we had this year to, um, to be able to pivot now and really change. But, you know, it just makes me, you know, I think if, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, okay, I'm, I've just started my business or I'm just about to start my business, or I'm thinking about starting a business that to do this right from the beginning would will mean so much more, you know, I always say that, you know, a business takes, you know, on average five years, if, if it's going to survive, it'll, you know, and makes it to five years that that's usually where people become profitable. And I think that by maximizing SEO and really understanding and having the right people on your team or on, you know, a partner with you can, can shorten that time frame significantly if you do the right things from the start and don't wait until you realize just in one year that you had 26,000 people visit your website and you didn't do a dang thing about it. I don't even I, want to think about the previous five years. Well, I think that boils down to like hiring either internal or consultants or coaches or yep. communities or whatever provider, because you have restricted amount of time. And that's why you hire people, right? Because they fill in a gap of a need that you need to do, but you're probably stressed when you think about it or you hate doing it or, you know, you're just not good at it, which is probably accurate for a lot of these tasks as a business owner. So you want to just focus on what you enjoy doing because it's your business, your brand. So if you enjoy speaking, get someone to book more speaking gigs so you can just do speaking. Right. Right. If you enjoy doing more uh, Zoom meetings or building a community or a service, do it. Keep doing that, but hire more people to get more of the work that you love doing. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's the same thing as like coaches, right? And consultants, because as a business, there's so many facets that you probably don't know when running a business because you've never done it before. And someone that has, yes, you pay them a fee, but they're going to expedite and shorten your time so that you can get better, focus on what you enjoy doing and save you amount of trial and error and maybe not being successful even. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's very true. I love it. Uh, we could talk about this forever, especially now that I've had some mental breakthroughs, <laughs> not just a mental breakdown. John, <laughs> we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to search you out right now in SEOU, <laughs> what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, they can check out my website. It's uh, www.localseosearch.ca. So I'm here in Toronto, Canada, but we service clients across North America, UK, Australia. Uh, we help business owners in general, service-based typically, um, and really just be a good partner kind of relationship kind of guy to help them elevate their brand. They're running good business. They want to take it to the next level and we help them support them and guide them and do everything for them because that's a big burden for a lot of business owners. I love it. I love it. Now, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, for business owners. So if you are early stages or if you've been, in business for a while, but struggling to either market your business properly or get more awareness, more visibilities. Um, 
I would say reach out to someone that's already done it. Someone that has achieved success or someone that you want to aspire to become. All it takes is asking because a lot of these business owners or people want to support others, want to help others achieve success. And like, we're all in it together, right? So if they are willing to at least listen and share some insights or give you some value tips, that's, you know, priceless, right? So I would say, just go out, do something, be proactive, engage, get out there more because a lot of business owners are afraid. They're soapreneurs, they're struggling. They're trying to figure out doing things on their own all the time. And when you have a change of thought and mindset of shifting to more collaborative teamwork, uh, people that support you, communities, coaches, consultants, or whatever it is, um, it's going to allow you to work more on the business and not just in the business. And that's a huge shift. Yeah. I agree. Thank you, John. It's been great. You have uh, so much knowledge and so much to share. Thank you so much for sharing it with us and my listeners. And it has just been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I I look forward to talking about travel one day. I know. We're going to keep that up. (laughs) Absolutely. And before I go to Vietnam, I'm definitely giving you a call. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.